Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. I do hope everyone is doing well. And as always, thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening. So I've got a very special Your Stories episode for you today. I am talking to Jacob Weber, aka Kinetic Diabetic. So Jacob is living and working in Kuala Lumpur and he has had type 1 diabetes for about 10 years now. So I won't tell you too much, but Jacob talks all about his diagnosis story, which is really really unique it's, it's a new one on me I've never heard anything like this so yeah really interesting diagnosis story um Jacob also talks about how his mindset has changed over the years towards his diabetes and then he finishes the interview by giving some really really fantastic diabetes advice um Before we get into that, just a quick reminder about Diabetic and Healthy on social media. So we have our Facebook page, which has two Facebook groups for Diabetic and Healthy community and also Type 1 Fit. Please, please do um, go and give the page a like and you are very welcome to join those groups. Uh, Diabetic and Healthy is also on Instagram. So that's diabetic underscore and underscore healthy. Um, I share lots of fitness and nutrition and diabetes tips on there. And obviously there's a podcast that you're listening to at the moment. If you're enjoying a podcast, please, please do hit subscribe. Okay, so let's have a listen to that interview. This is me talking to Jacob, Kinetic Diabetic. Hey, Jacob, how are you? Hey, Charlotte. I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? Yes, very well, thank you. So thank you so much for coming on today and agreeing to talk on the podcast. No, of course, my pleasure. I'm flattered to have been asked, so thank you for for having me. Oh, you are very welcome. Um, So you were diagnosed type 1 about 10 years ago, is that right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm 29 now, soon to be the big three zero in December, actually, so not far away. And I was diagnosed just after I turned 20. Uh, So that was what, 2011, January, Mm -hmm. Um, right in the middle of my first year at university. So it wasn't (laughs) ideal timing. I mean, I guess a diabetes diagnosis is never ideal timing, but this one was particularly painful. Um, Yeah, yeah, right, right at that crunch time in my first year at uni. So yeah, coming up, coming up 10 years, the oh, decade diversity. Diversity, yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I don't actually know when my diversity is. Neither um, do I. I saw this on your oh, Instagram, really? neither do I. And everyone like yeah. has this date and I'm like, this huge thing. no idea. <laughs> no, not a clue. Do you know roughly when yours was? Like wh- where, wh- where were you actually? It was not long. It was a few weeks after my 18th birthday. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Probably a couple of weeks after. So... My birthday's 4th of July, so I'm guessing mid-July, about oh, 15 years ago. <laughs> so, Time flies when you're having, can I say diabetes? fun? Diabetes. <laughs> when you're having diabetes, yeah, when you have a chronic condition, time really passes you by. <laughs> yeah, coming, coming up 10 years, it's been a, an interesting 10 years at that, for sure. 
So going back, what was going on in the lead up to your diagnosis? Was it, um, was it all very extreme and fast or was there kind of a gradual build up? There wasn't actually. I, I, my diagnosis story from what I've heard so far is a little bit different to most in that I got one of, I guess, what's considered a classic symptom, but not one of the most popular symptoms, right? You always hear about weight loss and thirst and extreme fatigue and exhaustion and so on. Mm-hmm. My diagnosis came about because, and this, this is where it gets a little bit personal, but you know, that's why we're here, um, is I developed thrush actually so i got a yeast infection um mm-hmm. in, a, in a most private and precious place yeah. and it was because of the excess sugar in my urine yeah and absolutely at the time I'm, I'm, I'm at first year university and when something happens to you down there your natural thought is not is not diabetes or no. whatever else. So you, you think you think something a bit more sinister is happening um, yeah. so so I, I had no idea. And, and to be quite frank, like what I thought it could have been wouldn't have made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it, that, that wasn't an option. So, but I, I had no other symptoms. I, I wasn't tired. I wasn't thirsty. I wasn't, um, I wasn't losing weight. I mean, I've always been quite skinny. So weight loss wasn't a thing. But, but yeah, suddenly I, I, got, I got thrush. And I went down to the local sexual health clinic and they swabbed me and poked me and stabbed me with various needles and everything else and did that. And, and they came back and they said, yeah, you're fine. You haven't got chlamydia. Great. <laughs> yes. But, but you do have diabetes. Not, and I was like, can, what? <laughs> can, I, can I trade that? Like, are you sure? Can you just get, I would sooner just have the chlamydia, please. please, please. Are you quite, and I, I can believe the guy. I was like, I, I, what? And he was like, yeah, your sugar levels are off the charts. I think, I think at the time I would have been reading, I would have been reading like above 30, yeah, above yeah. 30 uh, moles. And uh, I, I just, I didn't believe the guy. I was just like, no, you must be, you must be joking. So I pulled my trousers up and, and went back to my halls and probably drank a beer. That's what yeah. I was doing. <laughs> And just, and didn't think anything of it. But he just before I left, he said that he would pass on my details to the local uh, specialist clinic in Newcastle. So I was, I was at University of Newcastle and they've got a specialist diabetes center up there. And a week later, I was on my way to, to, to my Spanish lecture and I get a call from an unknown number so is this Jacob Weber? Yeah, speaking. Hi, who's this? I was like, this is, this is Dr. So-and-so from the Diabetes Specialist Clinic. We need you to drop everything you have and, and you know, stop whatever you're doing and come to us immediately. Yeah, I'm this surprised urgent, they urgent, didn't, urgent. like, that, that hadn't happened quicker. Because if you're yeah, up right? in the 30s, it's like, yeah, yeah how are you I, still walking around? <laughs> I, I, think, I, know, I think we'll come, we'll come back to this point maybe later on. Because I, I, part, part of me thinks I'm a medical miracle. The other part of me says, don't be so bloody arrogant. But, I mean, I, I really... I. <laughs> I really didn't have any other signs, symptoms, signals, warnings, anything. I, mm. I had no clue what was going on. Um, they said, yeah, drop everything and come straight away. So, and and uh, my first reaction was, nah, I can't. I've got lectures. I'm far too busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm far too busy. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, looking back, I realized it was the first time in my life, and I imagine many other people's lives too, where I tried to use school as, an, as a way to get out of the doctors <laughs> yeah. and not, not the doctors to get not out of school. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and, and sadly it didn't work. And so less than two hours later, I was coming out of the clinic with, with, with all my gear, with my needles, my insulin, my test strips, my glucose meter. And that was it. That was the rest of my life all of a sudden over and done with. So, so the lead, the lead up is, a, is isn't a very interesting one in that there is, there really wasn't one like the whole before and after diabetes thing can really be, be distilled into mm. a morning's work. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, 
there was in, weirdly though there was there was a blood test I took when I was about eighteen or nineteen um, when the family were looking to move back to Malaysia, which is where I live now. I'm based in Kuala Lumpur, and my family lived out here back in the nineties. Anyway, so we were applying for a family visa for which you need medical history and, and checkups and whatnot, medical screening. And I took a blood test then, a fasting blood test. And I just remember the doctors flagging to my parents that my sugars were, even for fasting. Mm. Oh no, it was because I was supposed to fast, but being a rebellious teenager, I snuck a can of 7-Up in the middle of the because I wanted a drink. And so we were like, oh, it must have been the 7-Up. And the doctor was like, no, like these are actually quite high. You need to look at these. And for some reason, we just didn't. I don't know why. Um, Probably just put it down to the fact that you hadn't fasted. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we, we just thought it couldn't, it, how bad could it really be? Um, and so, so that was when I was 18. And, and two, two, over two years later, I was diagnosed. So I imagine it was a long time coming. It was and a gradual. The, exactly, yeah. But I, yeah. I honestly had no idea. Like I, I, I couldn't pinpoint any particular point in my life where I'd been exhausted or thirsty or whatever. Mm. But the evidence might suggest that I that I was undiagnosed for quite some time but I think because I was quite active maybe I was burning just enough sugar to stay um, alive <laughs> stay alive yeah exactly <laughs> to, to stay walking yeah and then we have yeah so, so so the lead up to the diagnosis itself and, and the aftermath yeah it all, all happened very very quickly wow I was gonna say normally mm-hmm. it is a case of people getting extremely ill and oh I'm going into DKA. That's it. All and... of a sudden they ha- yeah they have noticed they have noticeable weight loss they're just shedding pounds in, in, in days or they're they they're so thirsty they can't sleep because yeah. they're getting up in the middle of the night to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. down water and I I honestly can't think of a time when that was the case Even for being me. thirsty that's crazy Not yeah really. I was yeah. I was drinking 40 pints of squash on the lead up to my diagnosis oh, yeah well squash is still your thing isn't it <laughs> so that's squash, how yeah. Yeah, i love a bit of squash a bit of cordial yeah it's 40 40 pints yeah and i and i'd lost three and a half stone so i was like a classic but but it was still wow. a long period mine was over about five years but i got yeah i got extremely poorly so wow. yeah if yours were was, in the 30s, you're you're lucky <laughs> And, and there was no, there was no intervention during those five years. What, what did you guys uh, keep There, there was to? a very, very bad doctor. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh yeah. So I was constantly in the doctors, like I'm still losing weight, like I'm eating like an absolute animal, and I'm still losing weight. And it was. And they just yeah. couldn't. They couldn't pin it, it down. No, babe, it, uh, it was. Oh, you've obviously got an eating disorder, or you've. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a. That's like a whole other. <laughs> That was, yeah, that, that's a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, my uh, symptoms were very like extreme towards the end. So yeah, uh, hopefully it's a sign that your body was so fit and healthy. It was somehow dealing with I'd, it, uh, you know? Maybe, maybe I'd, I'd like to tell you what, let's, let's say that. Let, let's, let's put that <laughs> we go with that. that. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're to go with that. I've never Jacob decided. Jacob superhuman. <laughs> I am literally a walking medical marvel. Yeah. Imagine. Um, but, but even but even post diagnosis, like for a while, I was on. Because to be quite honest, the, the the certainly the immediate aftermath, like the well, not even the immediate. I guess the first year, two years after I was diagnosed, was a real kind of roller coaster with with figuring out how to, exactly to treat me because mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out how I'd been walking around like this for so yeah. long, much much like you say. So they they put me on different regimens for a while. I was on 
type of insulin now I can't even remember the name of and that was just like once a day either morning or night so it could have mm-hmm. been basil yeah oh there's like a mixed you can be on like a mixed maybe it was the mix maybe it was but even there was a time even that i responded i responded so well to that or almost too well that they put me on metformin which is for type 2 diabetes yeah yeah so for a while they thought maybe i had modi or 1.5 or even a particularly aggressive whatever that means type type of type 2 so i was then they put me on metformin for a few months and i responded quite well for like the first few weeks and then that gave up. I think my, I was still somehow on the, in the honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. you know, so, so my body was responding well to the treatment. But ultimately, I think it was about maybe five years ago that they finally said, right, no, you, you've got to go on your basil and your bolus and do your proper, proper regimen now. But yeah, for a while, they just, they just couldn't quite figure out what the, what the deal so was. So it's almost like your body was still maybe producing some insulin at that point. I think so. Point. I think yeah. so. Just like literally the last vapors, the yeah. last fumes <laughs> of insulin left in my system. But um, yeah, it, it took a long time to figure out just what was going on. Um, but now finally, the, 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 you can't really get around the fact that I, I need my, you know, I need my two types a day and, and so on. I'm on my basil and my bolus and yeah. things now are pretty, pretty set. Oh, cool. So what, what were your thoughts initially when they said diabetes? Did you know anything about diabetes? Honestly, like, no. Like, when the guy, when the doctor um, first told me at the clinic after he'd done my tests, I, 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 I don't know, I called, my, I called my mum straight away and was like, yeah, I might have diabetes. And I didn't even quite know what I was saying. I knew it was bad. But I, I, I don't know, and God, this was 10 years, I don't, I don't even know what I think I know in that it, the only exposure I'd kind of had to it was like pop culture references, you know, those horrible, stupid jokes that they have on TV and movies and things, which are a big, like bigger pain point for me these days, a real, they real, really bug me. But I think even at that point, I would have known just about that, um, just that it was something to do with sugar. Um, it turns out my, my maternal grandparents, uh, grandmothers, both had diabetes, and I wasn't aware of this at the time, uh, oh, we weren't, okay. we weren't uh, like kind of aware of that condition. So it, it was something being, being South Asian, and, and unfortunately we are slightly more likely statistically to get to, to develop diabetes because of the way that our genes run with, run with processing carbs or whatever it is. I'm not sure. So we, we weren't even aware that it was prevalent in the family, much less what it, what it meant for me. Um, so my first thought was just, yeah, of, of, of kind of like a disbelief, but, born out of ignorance i guess just more being like what what does this actually mean mm. and then when they then when i went to the clinic when i went to the specialist clinic and they said right here are your needles here's your insulin you have to do this three times a day all of us that snapped me back to reality very, yeah, very quickly like this is actually that, really serious that was terrifying but the funny thing is i i can't actually remember like much of that first uh, it was a real whirlwind. Like I walk into the clinic and they run me into the, into this, into the doctor's office and all of a sudden I emerge blinking an hour later, like with an armful of needles and a, and a head full of questions, as I say, and I just had no idea what was going on. So it didn't quite register until it, until it was made clear to me that I had to like inject myself every mm-hmm. single day. Like it was when they said, there's not really a cure for this. There is only, you can control it. You can't cure it. Um, mm. And that was when it was kind of like, ah, crap, like, this, yeah, this just, is real. <laughs> like, this yeah, this, yeah, this is isn't really going anywhere. Kind of, yeah, this is it. So it's a very good question. But my, my, yeah, my, third, my first thought was, was kind of disbelief, but almost more just like uh, confusion. 
Mm -hmm. I guess. Complete confusion. And from there, where did you then go for support or information or advice? Like what was your next step? So you've gone out of there, you've got all your insulin. Did you start Googling? Did you, because I know when I was diagnosed, like I didn't even have the internet. So (laughs) wow, you're you're giving away your age there. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, no, no, just because we're rural, nothing to do with my age. <laughs> of course, yeah, really, really, really. the connection, the connection in Dorset is fantastic. <laughs> right you know, I, I, I don't think I did actually. Not that much. I, I, I had googled. In fact, what, what had sent me down to get really checked out in the first place was obviously the, 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 the infection was becoming again without putting too fine or graphic a point. On it, <laughs> the infection was becoming too difficult to like ignore. I was just hoping mm-hmm. it would go away, but it didn't. So I was Googling those symptoms and diabetes kind of came up, but I was like, oh, it couldn't possibly be that. It must be something else. But after it was confirmed, I didn't go back and start looking up everything straight away. I just kind of, I I just kind of tried to absorb everything they'd said, which was tough because it was a lot. Mm. And then just put myself into, I don't don't really know. I I, I put myself into sort of like diabetes mode. Like like I was like, right, everywhere I go now, and I've got, to, I've got to take my pen and take my testing strips, but I wasn't doing it out of love for myself, if that makes sense. I was doing it with extreme resentment and bitterness and hatred in my very heart. I was, I was so miserable, but it just, I was like, I, I, I was going through the motions, just mm-hmm. getting, yeah. getting, getting things. Then I was like, right now I need to do this. And I, uh, cause I, I still have a huge phobia of needles. Like really? I've tried to get, I've, yeah, I've got multiple tattoos. I've got, uh, I've had how many blood tests over the years, I don't know, but there's just, and with injecting myself now, I'm okay, but there's just something about needles, like getting the flu jab, I'm still squeamish as hell. It's crazy. So yeah, but the first few, definitely the first few years of, of, of my diabetes, since my diagnosis, I really struggled with like injecting. So it was, it was. Is it like really, a case of sitting and psyching yourself up to do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Finding different ways of doing it. Like I learned that if you, if you scratch scratch the site where you're about to inject, like it kind of deflects the pain away from it a little bit. All these little, I pinch myself and all these weird little things I tried to do. But yeah, it was a real, uh, it was a real Herculean task sometimes just to get the needle in. So I didn't, I, I didn't go to the internet or there was a few, there were a few follow-up sessions with the clinic um, for newly diagnosed patients, but I, I didn't find them particularly useful because again, I, I, I was sitting in a room with people who all talked about the same symptoms, about the same diagnosis story, about the same, um, even the same support system. Cause some of them had been brought there by, by husbands, wives, parents, or it just wasn't relatable to you. It right? wasn't relatable yeah. at all. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm looking on, I'm a, I'm a 20 year old student who's in his first year, in freshers year, God damn it. And then he's been told he's got to watch his health and he's got to, he's got this, he's got this chronic condition. Like I, I didn't relate to any of you. So for support, I just, I just kind of you know, stamped my feet and beat my fists a little bit and, and made a big fuss. And my, my friends were there for me and my, my parents were great. But I, I think I just kind of adopted this new kind of, you know, well, I'm diabetic now. So, so this is it. Like I, I didn't take positive steps towards mm-hmm. like educating myself. I was just like, right, this is it. And just stab, 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 this, 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 no sugar. So I, I, I went clean turkey from sugar and chocolate for like, six weeks which was horrific because i have such a sweet tooth <laughs> but i just thought i've really got to just face this head on but yeah. it, it wasn't um it wasn't with 
yeah, I think it was without the positive intention. Mm -hmm. So anyone who happens to know your Instagram, so kinetic diabetic, that's it. Shout will out. now be thinking, <laughs> no, this is a different person. Like <laughs> your, your Instagram is so inspiring and you're clearly living like such a healthy lifestyle. You're really into your workouts. You've got some really cool food videos going on. Oh, that was like, a bit, I got, I got good at the food videos during lockdown, especially like that was a time to practice yeah, my, yeah. my skills in the kitchen. Um, um, yeah, looking at that, it's like, well, this is someone that's like, they got it under control. They've got a positive mindset. <laughs> like, yeah, I try, that, that, that's a very good question. That's honestly a very, very new thing. It's only within the last, I'd say two years, um, only two years. So like my, my, my the, the new me, if you like, if I could call it that, is, is, is still very much like a new thing because up until like the first couple of years of, of post-diagnosis, I would say were a blur. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you which regimen I was on or whether it was that mix of Humalog or whatever else. I, it was just going through the motions, just, just waiting until my next six month checkup and, and just testing my blood every so often because really my, my self-care in the first few, few, definitely first few months and even certainly in the first few years was really uh passive mm -hmm. shall we say um but I, I i was clearly i was getting better i think i was getting better but i i there was just still this huge part of me which rejected the idea of being diabetic at all um as much you know because you know no days off and, and all of this yeah. it, it gets it gets it very very overwhelming sometimes style. yeah so, so the kinetic diabetic was born out of a few things happening at the same time one and, and, a, and a major one, which I haven't actually quite figured out how to do properly yet, is the fact that in Malaysia, um, diabetes, type 2 mostly, is, is like a public health crisis out here. Okay. Really. The, uh, the, you know, without, without, um, without kind of denigrating Malaysia too much here, because I, I don't want it to sound as if I'm slagging them off completely, but like the, there's, a, there's a huge cultural thing here around a love of food and a relative lack of exercise mm -hmm. and the food itself the food is amazing i don't think I that's just malaysia <laughs> probably not no actually I can, I can i can name a few countries where that's 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 the, that's the case but here it seems to be um certainly i think malaysia yeah malaysia is actually the most obese nation in southeast asia um and it's got some stiff competition but we you know we're we're, we're, we're at the top of the tree <laughs> and it's and it's because really what makes our food so amazing and it really really is amazing that is also what makes it so bad typically which is the case again for a lot of foods the world over but here it just there's a particularly vicious combination of saturated fat and sugar and carb carb upon carb upon carb so and i realized this only really when i came Back. So I, I, came, I grew up in Malaysia for a few years. I was living here in the early 90s and I came back here f four years ago. And I realized that it wasn't really part of the conversation. It's, it's, almost, it's, it's, it's honestly seen almost as such a part of life that you just, ex you just expect you'll get it. You know, honestly, yeah. It's just every, everyone has an uncle or a father or some, some elderly relative who's, who is inevitably type 2 diabetic. And there is that sense of inevitability to it to the point where they just they just have their pills they don't they don't change anything about their habits their lifestyle their diet they just take their pills and, and and manage it as best they can so i realized there really wasn't much conversation happening and at the time i wasn't aware at all of this of this amazing diabetic community that we have on social media there's a couple of guys i followed um fitness guys who happen to be type 1 diabetic mm -hmm. 
so I, so I'd been following them for a couple of years and I was always amazed at what they did. I thought they were perfect role models for like being able to, you know, to, to, to compete at this level and kind of like Chris, kind of like Chris Rudin. It mm-hmm. wasn't Chris himself, but very yeah. similar guys to him. So, you know, being able to compete at that level and, and not let your condition get in the way and not using you know, no excuses and all the rest of it. So mm-hmm. I've been following these guys for a while and I thought actually it would be amazing if someone in Malaysia would do that. And it took me a while to figure out that I, w- I wanted to do it because I didn't want to come across as basically this, this white savior. Let's face it. I didn't, I didn't want to be like the English guy coming and saying, Hey guys, what you're, doing? Going, you're doing everything yeah. wrong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I didn't want to be uh, you know, the guy saying you're eating, you, you shouldn't be eating this and you shouldn't be doing that. So I thought maybe if I flip the script and just start saying how, look, I'm, I'm diabetic. This is how I live my life. Um, it might be a more positive, positive angle. Oh, sorry. That's my phone just gone off. Um, and I'd known on a personal level, I was interested in doing something on social media away from my personal, uh, you know, my personal Instagram feed mm-hmm. for, I, 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 I'm, my day job is copywriting and content writing. And I've been into that for quite a while. And I used to do a lot of sort of freelance travel writing, like articles and blogs and whatnot for different people. Oh, okay. So I thought for a while, maybe I'm going to create this, this extra Instagram account or this extra thing, like a blog. Maybe, maybe it's going to be travel writing. Maybe it's going to be uh, lifestyle writing, like bar restaurant reviews and, mm-hmm. and kale, whatever. And then I realized, actually, like, you're, what you're really missing here is you, it's staring you straight in the face. Like You have this thing which very few people are talking about and very few people even have. And fitness has always been a huge part of my life and, and, and a personal passion of mine. Now, I'm, I'm always very quick to like put a huge disclaimer on my stuff saying I'm not qualified. I'm not a certified PT. Like I, I've, I've not done so much as, a, as, a, as an online course, much less be you know, qualified or, um, or advanced enough to, to, to coach anybody. Far from it. But you know, I've, been, I've been working out for as long as I've been diabetic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Luckily, those, I got really into the gym just as I was diagnosed. It wasn't because of, but it, that was just a nice thing that happened at the right time. So I thought, well, I've got, you know, I've got 10 years of experience with diabetes and I've got 10 years of experience kind of working out. Like just, just, just show them what, just show them what it's, what it's like, I guess. And it was as much, uh, it was as much uh, an exercise for me as it was for anybody else. I I really did. I really didn't go into it thinking, you know, I want to read, I want to get to X many followers or I want to, you know, create this particular type of content. I suppose I didn't really have any of those on my agenda, I just wanted to, to do it as almost an exercise in self-control or like to hold myself accountable. Yeah. Cause yeah. It's, it's quite like, it's an interesting exercise. Like, uh, even when I'm writing my captions and I'm talking about, uh, whether it's mental health or whether it's physical exercise or, or, or whatever it might be, it's, it's like you're, you're reaffirming your own belief in whatever it, in, in whatever it is you're writing. So I, I found that like a really interesting exercise in keeping myself accountable and, 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 and yeah, and, and putting, and, you know, and putting it out there because a lot of my, all of my close friends, of course, and a few others besides know that I'm, you know, especially by now that I'm diabetic, but I, I used to keep it from a lot of people. I used to, um, uh, I used to hide it deliberately. I used to be quite embarrassed about it. Actually. I didn't want to make a fuss. I didn't want to put anybody to any unnecessary trouble or be a burden. You know, I, I, just wanted, I wanted to just get on. I wanted to go out with my friends and, and not have them worry about getting me sugar or anything like that. So I, I just hit it. And then this and thing then, of wanting to be normal, isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Big, big speech marks, but normal. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um, and so I, but then I realized that as much as it does not define 
me. It doesn't define anybody. It's still a part of our lives, which we should be more upfront perhaps uh, about, about having to deal with. So I thought, right, well, this is, this is my persona now. And when I say persona, it sounds fake, but I guess what I mean is I, I realized that I have a story to tell. I have a message to to deliver without sounding like a bloody prophet, but I have, <laughs> I, I have like, <laughs> I have a message to deliver, I suppose. Like I want to show people that you can be type, you can be diabetic and, 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 and dare I say it, look like this or, or, or move like this or do just do this in general. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the, the, the thing that I'm lacking though, I must admit at the minute is that as much as I wanted to turn it, to turn it into a, a sort of an awareness builder for Malaysia, the issue here is of course that it's all type two diabetes and like mm-hmm. there, there aren't too many type two diabetic fitness accounts out there for possibly obvious reasons, I should say. Um, so I'm, maybe I'm missing the target market I set out to so far, but it's been a really, really amazing experience. I think, like I said, I had no idea that this community existed uh, yeah. online before yeah. and it's just awesome. I mean, look, 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 look at, look at us now. Like, yeah, yeah, I never, exactly. I never expected, I never in like, uh, I knew that I wanted to do something with this. I knew that I wanted to get somewhere, but I, I, I still didn't think I would, you know, so even getting the chance to meet you and speak to you and, and, and share this story is, is, is wonderful. So thank you again, by the way, just for no, having you, me. Honestly, you're so welcome. I love that people are willing to come on and share their stories because, well, like you've just proven, not everyone's story is the same. And, you know, just by hearing other people's stories, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not the only one that no, had that. It. Or, or yeah. you know, there's probably people out there now thinking exactly the same as you. Like, they haven't found a relatable story because they don't tick all those boxes of having all the yeah. options and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Just exactly. by you sharing is, is hopefully helping other people. Um, I hope so. I hope so. That, that, and that's the only... to relate to, really. I hope so. Because that's, that's what I found has helped me the most. By far, like even the uh, seeing the way that the, all, all of the accounts um, that I follow like, interact with one another, mm. and just how relatable each and every moment with diabetes can really, really be, and how you see, and, and so many people out there are just doing an absolutely amazing job of um, of just getting on and, and achieving amazing things and, and, and getting just getting shit done, you know, yeah. Yeah. with or without with or, and and it's uh, it's a community that I'm very, very happy to have found, and I hope that. Um, I can I can continue to be of some value to I guess yeah um, but it, it's been fun but it's not all it's it's of course not all not always perfect far from it I think that we, we we rarely we rarely show we rarely show the bad times I've tried I've I've tried to be a bit more real and I I, I put up the video when I was having a hypo the other day yeah. and like, I think of, like, it was four in the morning and I was I woke up and I was I was with one eye open type I, with one eye open and I, gra- I, I, I just grabbed my phone and I was like you know what like this actually like, let's do it because this yeah. isn't what because people because you know I had friends when they when, when they woke up in the morning they texted me saying hey like is this is this what it's like I was like, yeah pretty much like that happens actually it happens a lot more than it should which probably means my sugar control isn't where it needs to be but but yeah so I, I'm trying to show like a bit more of the Maybe not the, all the behind the scenes stuff, but you know. But it's just, it's just honesty. Really like. It's not, you know, it's honesty. And, I, and that's, well, that's one thing with social media, isn't it? But <laughs> some accounts are very honest, some are not. But, yes, yes, you know, uh, they say like, you know, Instagram and Facebook and whatever is people's highlights real. But yeah, when it comes yeah, to something like true. diabetes, I think it's important that we do share both sides because, again, Otherwise, it's not relatable. If it's like, oh yeah, every day is perfect and rainbows and unicorns, and 
you know. <laughs> Not quite and literally then, unicorns, then right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sod the unicorns. Oh, yeah, um, bo- yeah bollocks to your unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, and here I am, like, on an, I'm, I'm reading in 19.4 because I forgot to burn this for my Snickers. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> it's, it's, but you're right, you're right, because it's yeah. so, it is, it is so, and actually I'm kind of suspicious of this, like, because some people have, have their, you know, they put their H, HbA1Cs in their bios, and it's like, HbA1C 5.3, I'm like, oh, just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up! Not a competition. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you. Um, but I, I don't want to take it away from them because they're clearly doing amazing things to take care of themselves. But I also feel as if, um, and this is something I, I, I try and talk about on, on the Connected Diabetic, and I, I should probably do a bit more, is that you know I do I do like a drink. I do go out on the weekends and party with my friends. Like I'm not some I'm, I'm not some robot who is just always into fitness and, 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 and spends all of his time at the gym far from it. In fact, my, my friends are probably like, if, if they end up listening to this, they'll be like kind of covering their mouths and sniggling at me. I saw you with eight pints at the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you come and preach? So, so cause I want to show that side of it too, because we still, we still got to live our lives, right? We're all, we're all human and whatnot. Um, so, so it's all about finding that balance. And I, I, I try and, and also because I want to dispel the myth, because a lot of people ask me actually, like, you know, are you di- oh, you're diabetic? Does that mean you can't drink? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, I appreciate your concern, but absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, no one's told me. me. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so yeah, it, it's it's important to show that I feel, but I I try and uh, I try and keep the message positive. I try and keep it empowering because the the reaction I get to a lot of people here, uh, a lot of people here is when I tell them I'm diabetic, they just look at me and they're like. Oh, you don't look diabetic or you really and all of this and it's kind of in a way it's it's in a weird twisted upside down way it's a kind of flattering because i don't think yeah yeah i don't don't have a preconceived idea of what a a diabetic should look like yes exactly exactly. someone who's young and healthy no i guess not but i i but it's more that their immediate reaction is it's one of um uh, you can't do this, you know, it's one of restriction. It's one yeah. of, you know, so, so, so I'm saying you can drink, you can do this, like you can have cake and coffee every day for breakfast if you want, not ideal, but you know, if, 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 if you were but so actually inclined, it's not ideal could... for anyone to have a... right, right, <laughs> all exactly. the time, and, by the way. <laughs> and, it, and this was actually, that's actually a very good point. And this was actually another, another uh, reason why I decided that doing, doing something like this, doing, doing something, like, doing something like the connected diabetic would be a good idea because I realized that, objectively speaking really type 1 diabetes is just a bit of a nuisance in that you're you're not being asked yes you have to test your blood constantly and, and multiple injections if you're on injections or a tube or, or a pump or whatever it might be but objectively you're not really being asked to do anything which is so out of the ordinary no. and technically and you can eat if you really want that chocolate cake yeah you'll have to dial up 30 units of bonus yeah. but you can still eat yeah. the chocolate it's cake, worth you know? it <laughs> it's worth it it's especially if it's chocolate fudge cake then it's yeah. 35 yeah. units of bonus but yeah so you you really can like live a perfectly regular normal healthy life you just have to be extra careful with it and and all around that you're just being asked to watch your intake like watch your watch your starchy sugars watch your simple sugars watch your you know your fats which which again objectively is not a bad thing like yeah. it's yeah. it's we all we all want anyone to who wants healthy. to live a healthy life should right. be doing that anyway <laughs> yeah exactly it's like a, yeah follow my lead i'm probably healthier than you are yeah, you know, yeah. In, in a way so 
so we t- we take we take better care of our health. I mean, we go we don't we don't just monitor. We we actively proactively manage our health. I think you know as well, which which is nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I would love to just sit and eat bag after bag of chips with <laughs> and, but, but no. But the thing is, I think technically I could if 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 you were some kind of bolus genius and you knew exactly <laughs> <laughs> you knew exactly what to give yourself at what point, then then you could. But probably best to avoid it. So I'm trying to get the point across that, yes, I can eat that. Yes, I can drink that. Uh, and that, and that, and that. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's just a lot. It, it's just a bigger thought process than if someone who isn't yeah. diabetic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But for the most part, people, uh, people, seem, to, people seem to get it. People, you, you, you get, of course, the, you know, the, 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 old, the old classics, like, oh, you shouldn't eat that, or did you eat too much sugar? Or yeah. We've heard them all before. You used to be really fat. <laughs> uh, all of that. But to be honest, I, was, I, I actually used to tell people before I realized it couldn't have been the case, but I used to tell people that I thought I, I caught, if you, if, as if diabetes is something you can catch, I thought I caught diabetes by eating too much sugar as a kid because I still have, but it, I've had to temper it now, but I had the sweetest tooth. Yeah. Talking same. like five, five, six sugars in my tea. Oh. All of these. It was, yeah, it was insane. I don't know why I, I, I was just really, really hooked on the stuff, but I was always very small, very skinny, very... You know, I was I was just this this nippy little kid, you know, and I was just running around everywhere, and I I, I think I I kept it at bay for a while by burning it all off. But I I honestly thought that was the cause of the sugar of my condition. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought I'd given myself type somehow given myself type two diabetes in, in like in during my childhood, which would have been quite almost impressive. Quite impressive, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? That's some going. That is really that, that's dedication. Yeah. You know, that's consistent. That's consistency in eating crap. <laughs> Thankfully it wasn't the case. Uh, so you work, do you work full time out there? Yeah, I work full time. I've got a job as a copywriter as an, at an advertising agency. So I, I, I'm part time there actually. And then I, I spend the rest of my rest of my days doing freelance work. So okay. generally creative content, advertising, marketing, stuff anything they need writing I'll so do you're pretty busy most of the time i'd imagine very busy i would say very busy like uh it a, advertising agency life isn't quite like it was in the Mad Men glory days like they're not quite wheeling around drinks trolleys in the office at 11 a.m but we yeah. try you know we try i, I tried to, i tried to import that policy but wasn't going past hr wasn't happening. but we get the, we get the drinks out fairly early still it's still advertising after all uh, so and there's there's always a client lunch to go to and there's always someone to entertain so there's that um i do the occasional like commercial work as well um uh, which is which is just a side side hobby to pay the bills and so I'm on the occasional commercial shoot every now and again. Uh, you say that I so do... casually. <laughs> like, it's... yeah, I'm on the telly sometimes. I was on the, uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I was, my, my, biggest, my biggest one to date is in a McDonald's advert, which, you know, oh. given, <laughs> given, my, given my newfound kinetic diabetic. I think we know, need to put, see this. Clean, <laughs> I think I might actually have to put it on my on my yeah. account on my Canadian diabetic account just to show That's the world that like what I, who I really am. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm a fraud. I'm a phony. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was I feel the worst part was it was promoting um, a, uh, one of their menu items called nasi lemak, uh, which is a local dish. Nasi means rice and lemak means fat. And it is it is oh, a breakfast. Bre- <laughs> oh, it's so good though. It's so good, but. It is, it's the national dish. It's a breakfast favorite and it is just white rice that's been boiled in coconut water and served, uh, coconut milk, sorry, and served with uh, sambal, which is like a spicy paste and dried fish and boiled eggs. 
and some nuts. It is delicious. It and sounds like, smelly. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Like, yeah, it depends how long the egg's been sitting in that packet, but it comes to you in a lovely little banana leaf parcel and it's, it's just really, really good. Um, but it is, it's one of the, one of these dishes where, especially when people start, start their day with a packet of this white, like white boiled coconut rice, fatty, coconut milk, fatty rice, it's spiking, you know, spiking your sugar level, spiking your insulin levels at the very beginning of the day, which is not a good start. And when you're doing this constantly day in, day out, and then having rice for lunch and inevitably rice for dinner, this is why this country is suffering from, from a diabetes yeah, crisis, dare I say. Yeah, exactly. With a side so, of fat. <laughs> with a side of fat. So <laughs> I was, I was the, I don't want to say the face of Nasi Lamak, but I was, <laughs> I was featured in the advertisement for so what it. What you're saying is it's your like, fault, they're all getting type 2 diabetes. <laughs> If, if you had to put a face to, to eat this. <laughs> if you had to put a face to a name, then probably me, yeah. But you know, I'm, it's not like I'm not there eating. I'm not the spokesperson. I'm not going, mmm, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Eat now, thankfully. But um, yeah, so that that was that was the last big thing I was in. But it's it's, it's I say it casually because I try not to take it too seriously out here because in Malaysia they do a lot of a lot of production work for the region because it's quite cheap and also there's a lot of English speakers out here. So foreign production companies can get like can get English speaking talent here quite cheap. So it's it's not uh, it's not something I would ever be involved in back in the UK. To be honest, I would never have given myself I would never have given myself the chance to do that. But in Malaysia, it's 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 a bit bit more free and easy, shall we say? So that takes that takes up a very 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 small part of my time, and then otherwise it's just freelance projects, creative work. Uh, a bit of consulting, dare I say? say to, to call myself a consultant sounds almost arrogant because like, I still can't believe anybody would pay me to do so. But you know, <laughs> people people want me involved on projects every now and again, so I'm I try and oblige where I can. So yeah, very very busy um, and fitting fitting that around my diabetes was quite yeah tough, yeah. Right? That that yeah. was my next God. question: is how do you how do you find like the really busy days? Do you see the difference in your blood sugars? I think it, it, that's a good question. It depends how long the day is, mm -hmm. which, is long, which is as long as a piece of string. Um, you, if, it, if it's like a fairly set day, because even, even as busy as I am, I, I still don't start the day till quite late. I'm lucky that my office day doesn't start till 10 a.m. Oh, nice. Uh, which actually usually means I roll out of bed at 9.30. That's where you were meant to say, oh, I get up at like six and cook and I keep, I, I keep telling myself, you know, <laughs> I keep telling myself I'm going to get up at six and do all of those things, but it's very, very rare that that actually happens. But uh, on the days that I do, like I, I have, my, have my routine down pretty nicely and I'm lucky in that I, I live very, very close to my office and at my office, my office is, is based at the back of a shopping mall in which is my gym. So the gym ah, is just two okay. floors down. So, so on a good day where I have no late night events or, or whatever, my morning to night routine is pretty much set. On a really good day, I would walk down to the, to the, to the shopping center from my house. And in Malaysia, we've got 30, 30 degree plus temperatures and in, in the, in the huge, serious humidity. So I walk down in my gym gear with my clothes in my backpack and I get a sweat on even doing that in less than 10 minutes, go to the gym, shower and everything and be up at, the, be up at my desk feeling fresh and energized and ready to take on the day. And then I'll go back down at lunchtime just because, yeah. uh, and then, <laughs> and then, and then and because I can, and then grab lunch from the supermarket downstairs, which is super convenient. And then go again to the gym after work. What? So I'll, yeah, I mean, I'm making it sound like three hardcore sessions a day, but really it's just I'll, I'll, I'll walk down and I'll have like 
20 minutes stretching just to get ready for the day. And then my lunchtime session would be like a, like a circuit, some kind of like mini, miniature CrossFit, I guess, mm-hmm. like some kind of circuit training. And then at night would be the, the weight session. Mm-hmm. And then I walk back up the hill to my place. So I want to really, that, that's, that's a really good day. But that's a good routine. But be under no illusion that I have not done that for about six months. So, <laughs> okay, like, very honest. That was, right, that, was, that was a good routine. But it, where, where things tend to get a bit, uh, a bit skewed is if I'm going out for like unexpected meals or uh, staying out later than anticipated. But I, I don't really know how much effect because stress and blood sugars are strongly linked, right? I think like stress tends to raise blood sugar. Uh, And I I haven't really figured out if there's a link, but link for me between the two, if that makes sense. And I'm sure there is, but I haven't really looked into it. Um, But I'm I'm sure that and plus the fact that I survive on black coffee until midday anyway, (laughs) my my morning sugars are definitely a lot more manageable. And it's just, yeah. I know, because my my food is, is is pretty strictly managed, but just by virtue of the fact that I work in a shopping mall, so mm-hmm. I have the same salad bar option for lunch every day, which I'm not complaining about. Like I don't, I really don't mind that kind of same 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 thing. It's I think <laughs> to make like it's not like it has to be a routine, but to make diabetes easier consistency is is, is yeah, the one thing absolutely, yeah absolutely so i, I absolutely. guess if you can't control your days as it were so you don't know you know how busy or how long your day is going to be if you can at least make your food consistent that that's yeah, going to help you that's exactly it. and I, I think i think even during during lockdown when i was when i mean i spent it was what four and a half months i think i was working from home and my sugars were the best they've been in months yeah. because of just the routine that I had. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was still, I was still managing to work out. I've got a, I've, luckily I've got a treadmill in my apartment. So I, I got, I got more use out of the treadmill in five days than I did in five years. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not much of a cardio guy. Anymore. <laughs> I've got plenty of those in my house. All of which are, <laughs> none of which are actually clothes racks, but yeah, this place is a mess. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I'm not a cardio guy. So I, 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 I got some use out of that and I've got like a little kettlebell. So I, so I was still working out and, and I was, I was kind of dictating when my meals were and we would do uh, like big batches of meal prep mm-hmm. and just have, have those for the rest of the day. So yeah. So during lockdown, when I was, when I had my routine 100% under my control, that's when I found my sugars were the best. So there's no coincidence there, but, but you're right. It, we, we shouldn't see it as an absolute need have the routine because it will drive you crazy you know you yeah. need to have oh, yeah, some flexibility absolutely. in your life but there's there's no there's no denying that the more you can control the better your control literally will be yes yeah. yeah yeah absolutely uh what do you wish someone had told you when you were first diagnosed so something you know now that you wish you'd known 10 years ago this is a good question okay so my so my answer to this on Instagram and I'll and bear with me here <laughs> so my, my answer to this on Instagram whenever I see anybody post because uh, this is quite a popular question it's a very good question it's a popular, it's a popular question amongst the community and if ever I see it when I'm scrolling through and I, I, and I want to leave a comment my answer is always something along the lines of that diabetes and in fact this is the header on my Facebook page <laughs> for the kinetic diabetic but it's like diabetes will change your life but it can be for the better you know, which is kind of cheesy and it's not really something I would say off the cuff, but it's, no, but it's, it, it, it's what I say when I think about it, because 
like I said before, objectively speaking, like you're just being asked to take better care of your health. Like, yes, it's yeah. a nuisance. And like you have, you have to, and we, we have all of this, um, uh, all of this dealing with somewhere between what is it? 150 to 200 extra decisions extra per day. That some, day. some yeah. stupid number like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's no one, no one ever wishes for diabetes. Like it's not as if anybody wants no one's diabetic. jealous right now <laughs> no one's jealous no one is jealous and it's not as if like anybody needs to be diabetic to take better care of their health but the fact is i take better care of my health now knowing that i have to mm. um you know so so i i think if someone had just said because it, it was all very doom and gloom yeah or rather you know like there is no cure this is yeah. it this is the rest of your life it's either these injections or it's a pump what's a pump oh a pump is something that's permanently inserted into you yeah yeah you're like whoa it was yeah it was all it was all of that and so may i i don't wish you know it, it, if they'd sat me down and said you know what jacob diabetes will change your life i'd have probably slapped them <laughs> it sounds like such a don't try and put a thing. positive spin on this right. <laughs> exactly it sounds like such a ridiculous cheesy thing to say to, i mean who says that in real life but I wish someone had said to me that basically it's going to be okay, hmm. you know, and, and it's going to be okay. And actually, if, if you, if you treat, if you treat yourself, treat things right, treat yourself right, it can be better than okay. Hmm. And you can be, you can be better off. So I think I just wish that someone had said that it, it, it's all going to be all right. Yeah. Um, which a couple of people, a couple of them did they were like you can leave a normal life but and there's always that but yeah it was never it was, it was never and mm. it was never like you can live a normal life and you'll have to do this it was always mm. like you can live a normal life but and it was always that kind of very restrictive notion that that i had that that, that being type 1 diabetic made me feel so i just wish someone had said look it's 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 going to be a ball life. Of your life. Yeah, it, you're right. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit annoying. And like, yeah, you're going to have to get used to the needles. But seriously, well, there I go again saying, but you see, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> you have to get used to the needles and you'll learn, like you will learn hopefully sooner rather than later, but it took me a while, but you'll learn sooner rather than later that it, it, it can be, if not a good thing, it can be a force for good at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I, but I can't think what I call it. Oh, diabetes made me healthier. I think I did a blog on my site and people are like, well, that's oh, a nice. title. But, <laughs> but I was like, but, but it makes so much sense. It, but it, it, does, but it right? absolutely did because I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't think twice about eating loads of crap if I, if I wasn't diabetic, I've always been into my fitness, but would I train as hard as I do? Would I prioritize exercise? Like I do, I highly doubt it. You know, it's, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, when, when was it that you started getting really into PT? Like, when did you start your fitness, your oh, professional fitness, fitness journey? Um, so I became a PT four, five, five years ago, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where time goes at the moment. I have no concept of time oh, right now. <laughs> right. T- t- time is a social construct. It means nothing. Um, but yeah, that was all through how much exercise and fitness helped me and that I felt there was a gap in that you kind of get signposted a bit when, when you're diagnosed and they tell you you've got to eat right. So they send you to a dietitian. Um, and I don't know about you, but I kept being told only have to exercise. Like it's going to be really beneficial if you exercise, but all right, who's going to tell me how I do that with diabetes? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, uh, so there was just a real gap there. So I, I did my PT qualification and then I went on and did my level four so I could specialize in helping people 
with diabetes um because i just felt there just there wasn't that like (laughs) you know i was i was okay i was already into fitness i was already um you know a bit of a bit of a gym goer and stuff like that and i kind of figured it all out on my own um but if you if if you're not active if you've never stepped foot in a gym if you're you know if you're new to working out and you've got diabetes and you're being told to exercise it's like where are they meant to start like <laughs> yeah no that's very very true um, um, because there, so, yeah, there was so much to consider like when um there was so much to consider around and it's so confusing still with like mm-hmm. the fact that anaerobic will will tend to lower your no anaerobic will tend to raise your blood sugar and aerobic training will, will lower it or, yeah, or raise yeah. it and so on with, 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 with the liver dump and everything there is a lot of very it, it's not quite as clear cut as yes exercise is good for you mm. because yeah. if you have no idea how your sugars are responding or like how they might respond then actually then, it might not be that good <laughs> yeah it might actually be like it might actually do you more harm than good yeah if you like, uh, but that's 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 good i think there is still like that there is still that gap um mm. yeah. for sure and 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 normalizing normalizing like you know type one and 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 fitness and whatnot Mm. is um i think a huge thing that a lot of um a lot of people are doing a lot of good work yourself included to 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 rectify (laughs) okay so (laughs) if you're willing to share oh okay this sounds interesting (laughs) do you have an embarrassing diabetes related story or if not an embarrassing one just a funny one Oh God, uh, I've got a couple actually. I start, this is this is That's a, a good this start. Is a, this is a, well, it's a topic I've been I've been uh, I've done a couple of videos for it. It's a topic that I've been sort of wanting to do more of for my for my own channel, and that is I'm, I'm calling them the insulin interviews. Yes, right where I where I where I get a bit personal and talk about stories that aren't anything to do with food or fitness. Um, let's think. There was. I think my most horrifying—horrifying well, is not really horrifying at all—but my most, the one that sticks with me, and actually, one that sticks with me, and actually was part of um, this because this only happened at the beginning of last year, and it was part part of the reason. Oh, this kind of behaviour that I that I exhibited, if you like, was part of the reason why I, I felt starting this account would be so good for me because it would teach me to be more more accountable. Mm-hmm. But that is like I. I, I went to a I went to a house party uh, with a few friends, and the person who invited me um, didn't know I was diabetic. I just I just kind of kept it from them. I didn't really see any reason for them to know. And I tested my blood before I went out, um, but because I was so self conscious of 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 being diabetic, I didn't take any of my medicine with me. Like I I I just left the house without my tester, without my just just stupidly just just pretended for a night that I wasn't that you did, yeah. diabetic. Yeah, and so I so I go to this party and everything's fine. And you know, but being a party, being a birthday, there's a buffet going, and you know, with lots of seriously unhealthy things on the table. And I was starving. Oh, so I, on a, yeah, uh, <laughs> was, at a house. But I was I was starving, and I had a couple of drinks, and I was like, right, this is this is all mine now. So I just filled I just filled my boots and didn't pay paid no heed to my condition. Now. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm drinking and actually alcohol lowers blood sugar. So, so it really balanced out, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then I went I went to the toilet and I could, so this is the embarrassing part of it, the fact that I'm saying this out loud, is that I could literally smell the sugar in my, oh, in my wow. urine. You know, I, I, it, was, uh, it was really that obvious. And I was like, oh crap, I, I've really got to go. So I, so I bolted out of the bathroom and like, uh, they were all heading out from because it was like a pre-drinks at someone's apartment, and then they were all heading out to the clubs. And I just ran. I was like, "Hey!" I said a really hurried goodbye. I was like, "Yeah, sorry, can't be here. I've got to go." And just kind of left, you know, left them all floundering in my way because I got a ca- got into a ca- taxi and went straight home. Tested my blood, and it was like twenty-one. 
oh. 0.3 or something, right? And so it was like two in the morning and I, I texted I texted my friend and I was like, hey, just so you know, like, this is why I had to go home. And she was like, I don't give, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, you just, I don't care that you had to leave because of this. I care because you never, you, you didn't say anything didn't to me in the first, first place. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, were, they were just very annoyed that like they had to find out from someone else as to why I bailed in the middle of the night just because I, I hadn't been up front. So it, it's, it's, neither, to me, okay, it's neither embarrassing nor, uh, nor funny. But I guess the reason I chose that story, the reason it always comes up to me is because it's, it's almost like a cautionary tale. Mm. You know, so if, if there's anything that anybody takes who's listening to this podcast right now, it's like it's to never be ashamed or embarrassed or... Or, or try and hide things or to cover them up you you know don't don't dive into a party waving your insulin pen around and like, <laughs> yeah. with it. like look, what I've and got. look what i've got and threatening to inject people no don't don't be that guy either but but don't don't ever compromise mm-hmm. uh don't ever compromise like your, your health first and foremost and also whatever whatever uh, you think people might think of it uh, your health comes first always so yeah, if anybody gets anything out of listening yeah. to me, no, today, that I would is say absolutely awesome advice. Um, I mean, I used to be the same, and you know, used used to try and hide the fact I was diabetic. And I suppose it's easier for a girl going out being diabetic because girls always take a bag anyway. So oh, yeah, so still, still <laughs> I, I mean, I've got I've got, I've got my man bag. I've got my little. <laughs> you know there's there's little satchels which which everyone's taking to festivals these days i've got one of those my my, my trendy yeah. little oh there you go you can make it cool <laughs> oh i've i've tried I've, I've done my best but i need but it's like i need i need one for different outfits like my little adidas bag doesn't go well when i'm wearing a suit grow your collection of man bags <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah, yeah i'm always very jealous of you guys having things to to carry things in all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, no, I was exactly the same. Used to try and kind of hide it and things. But what I think what I've learned is actually people really have a lot of respect for the fact that, it, especially if they didn't know, they're like, but you're like so normal or you're so busy or like right. you do this and you work and you're a mum and, you know, like I had no idea that you were also managing this. Um, so it's like, we're trying to hide it. And actually when people know, they're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely right. But it, it's, it's interesting you make, you, you bring that point up because I feel the same way, but it's, it's almost like, well, yeah, I, but I have to do all of these things and be diabetic. Like, I have to, it's not, I, I can't be a full-time diabetic. Like no one's paying me to do that. <laughs> you know, like we, we, of course we have to live the rest of our lives, but it's, it's, it's nice. To, it, it's nice when people understand that or they recognize that it, it is like, an, it is literally not a full-time job. It's just a shame yeah. that no one is paying us for it. But yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not, yeah it, it's, it's nice that they pick up on that. But at the same time, it's like, well, well, yeah, what, what did you, what did you think? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an invalid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can still do stuff, but yeah, it, it's nice when people, um, it's nice when people are, uh, almost appreciate to, the work. Yeah, appre- exactly. Appreciate it. And, and even more so when they're curious, like I don't mind explaining, I don't mind explaining to as many people as many people who have to ask me like what I go through, what my routine is like. If anything, I get very self-conscious about talking about it because I think it's I'm I'm still actually in in, in some weird ways. I wouldn't I, I don't want to say embarrassed, but I'm still very conscious um, about it. Um, 
Almost feel like you don't want to bore people. That's what I used to be That's like exactly it. That is exactly it. Like, and I try and simplify everything so much that it didn't even make sense. And I'd be like, yeah. sorry, I just don't want to like go long winded and bore you to death. With that's that. exactly it. So I'm conscious. I think that's what I'm conscious of is like, you know, I'm like, how? Because, you know, we're like, well, we live with this every day. So this is, this is normal to us now, but like, it, so this must be boring you. And yeah. Like, well, actually, actually, no, not at all. I, I, I never have to think about it. Even one of, my, one of my very good friends out here, he's a personal trainer and, and he's big into, into nutrition. And even he was like, you know, holy crap. I had no idea that every mealtime was this math, math game for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like this, you're juggling numbers like you do. And it was like, and yeah, it was like every single time. Yeah. So every time I want something which has got more than 10 grams of carbs yeah. in it. Like every time I, I can't look. like you look at food as numbers now. Like that's, that's exactly it. It's like, I can't think about that. You see the banana in the fridge. That's just numbers. You yeah. see these apples, yeah. numbers, all of it. It's like, it's like seeing the matrix, you know, yeah. all of this, all of this <laughs> green, exactly all of this green code in front of me. Like, yeah, just, that's, I that's, used that's, to, um, I, I went through this stage and it was like totally involuntary but if I went out to eat so if I was sat in a restaurant I would literally be like looking around working out what people's insulin dose would be if they were diabetic <laughs> like, I wouldn't just work out my own I'd be like yeah I'd over there or you know you want to do that mate Are you yeah sure? <laughs> yeah that's the sticky toffee so, oh, are you sure so, oh look at you Mr. Big Dog with his <laughs> chocolate cake <laughs> That was, I mean, it sounds like something I would do, but I, I just hate, I hate numbers that much that I, I try not to think about anybody's besides my own. Like doing yeah. my own is, is, is bad enough. It's bad enough. <laughs> but you're right. It's, it, it changes the way you look at, uh, even the way that I, even when I'm shopping, like, you know, I, I grab food. The first thing I look at is, is my eyes go straight to the nutritional information. Yeah. Though, yeah. Carbs, sugars. <laughs> all that kind of thing straight away. Just bang. I know exactly where it is and what it is. So yeah. It, it's an interesting way of lo- looking at the world. Um, so coming to the end of your little interview today, is there anything else you would like to share about you? Is there any like top tips, any advice, anything at all that you'd like to say? Oh, good question. I still feel somehow like somewhat underqualified to be giving tips and whatnot. You're living with it. I feel true, you true. are as qualified as anyone else. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I guess in a way we all know about as much as each other in, 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 some, in some way, just so uh, more of us spend more time studying than others, which I, I definitely don't. Um, tips, I, w- I would just say, like, I, I think we've touched upon this, like, w- without needing to feel like you have to have everything, every minute of your routine mapped out, like consistency is key and not just in managing your sugars but also managing your mental approach to dealing with diabetes too Mm -hmm. so as much time like life life i mean you've got a toddler you know what it's like you know life gets in the way all the time uh, unexpected times but the more that you can i guess the more that you can control the more but the the better your control will be the more you the more you can control the more you can control i suppose Mm -hmm. um so it's like yeah so without falling into this trap of complete like meal prep perfection and and, and, and knowing exactly where you'll be at any given time of day and whatnot, just, just the, 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 as much as you can do to anticipate and prepare for that um, really, really helps. So yeah, cons- consistency is key. And I think that this, and this is one of your favorite tips, which I'll just s- steal from you and pass up as my own. And that's just keep This is moving. the first time someone's quoting me. <laughs> 
keep, yeah, there you go, frame it, because uh, I, I, might, I might do the same, but it's just keep moving. Uh, a message which I'm, I mean, that's, that's, why, that's where kinetic comes from, is that yeah. idea of motion and energy. And then it's, it's just keep moving um, in any way, shape or form. Like you don't have to be like an Olympic lifter or certainly not an Olympic rower. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to run, run 10 miles a day, every day. Just, just take the stairs sometimes. Uh, just like I think one of your one of your great tips is walk from the back of the car park yeah you know? <laughs> yeah just, we just all some... try to park in the same place <laughs> right just walk at the back it's an extra five not even five minutes and, yeah. and that's an extra 100 200 steps you know so so just just keep moving and find and again this is this is something which uh something which you which, I, which I've heard you saying which ties into this and that is just and find find a way to move which you enjoy mm. Because if you start, if you, know, if you sign up for, for, for sessions with a PT and you know they're going to kick your ass and you're not really looking forward to it, you're going to give up and stop yeah, comfort absolutely. eating and, and, not, and be absolutely miserable. But if you find something, whether it's racket sports or swimming or walking or running or, or, or jumping, pole dancing, whatever the hell it might be, uh, just, just find it and, and, and embrace it, like mm -hmm. enjoy it. And you'll I find tell people when, to put their tunes on and like dance around the lounge. If that is your yeah, exercise, right? like, go for it. If it makes you happy. I don't, I don't care to admit how many times during lockdown I did that. But, yeah, uh, I, did. It was, but it I think was that quite was a few. mental saviour in lockdown. Oh God. We all had our, we all had our vices and our saviours, I think. During yeah. we, we, all, we, all, we all had very, very different coping mechanisms to get through that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think overall, my, yeah, my tips are just like, yeah, just enjoy enjoy move find 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 a movement that you enjoy mm. um don't and 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 i guess so that, that was two we'll go for a, we'll go for a round three my top three tips yeah my third is that is, is just be kind to yourself a mm. little bit which is something i really struggle with a lot of the time uh yeah. which 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 is uh, i mean this is probably a different conversation podcast entirely but like you know around, around the whole thing about mental health is i i, I wiggle well, without you, you are very welcome to come back <laughs> we can do this again that'd be great um yes to the whole mental health thing like i mean i struggle with it with or without diabetes um and especially being kind to myself is something which i've uh struggled to do in the past and and still do to an extent but but in terms of uh like within the diabetic context, say I, I would really beat myself up if I got like a high reading on my yeah. meter and I wouldn't want to test. And I'm so glad you just said hi though, because that's another thing I talk about is we see them as good or bad, not high or low or in range. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they're still not great, but, you, but you're right. There is objectively again, no such thing yeah. as a bad number. It just tells you what you have to do next. Right. So yeah. if I, but if I saw a high number, I was very much in that state. I was very much like, this is terrible. This is bad. This is not what it's supposed to be. So I beat myself up and then I wouldn't want to test again for like, at the beginning it was days. Yeah. And that's like quite a, quite a strong start to uh, like diabetes burnout is that knowing yeah. or, or thinking you're going to get a, a bad number, therefore not yeah. looking. <laughs> no, exactly. And I, I, I fell right into that trap. And so it took me a long time and I'm still learning it, but I'm, I'm, much much better now than i was but it's just learning to be okay be, be kind to yourself like give yourself a break like we, we deal with this like there, you know, there are no days off there are no breaks like you are, this is something which you have to be unfortunately constantly on top of but you know if, if if you see a high number it's not a bad number it just means that you have to make it lower how do you make it lower you take your, so just just correct it just be kind to yourself give yourself a little break be patient um and especially if if diabetes is something which is very new to you then you're going to spend a lot of time on, on trial and error, mm. you know, oh, figuring yeah. out what, what works and what doesn't. And 
you're going to go through this experimental phase learning what effects different things have on your body and so and during that time especially you're going to get some results which will shock you uh, and i still do uh I, I i'll have a dessert which which you know i'll swear which is well, which i'll swear looks the most sugary thing i've ever put in my mouth and, I'll bowl it <laughs> and, then, and then an hour later i'm on the floor grasping at you know grasping at sugary things because yeah. i, I overdid it because i had because i had to work out that day or, or maybe my yeah. metabolism was still up so Okay, I'm going to add a bonus fourth tip uh, just because yeah. it's just occurred to me. And that is that it follows on from being kind to yourself. And in doing so, you have to realize that no one is perfect. Like no one, despite what you see on Instagram, on social media. Now, Instagram is a wonderful, unbelievable. In fact, that would be my fifth tip is get on social media and follow Come on, let's people. go for five. Let's keep going. <laughs> the, five, the, five, okay, the fifth tip is, 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 is be curious. The fifth tip is be curious, like do as much research as you, if not research, like you'd have to study this and become like an authority on the disease because we still can't figure it out. We don't know what the yeah, cure is. We're so, all different. So <laughs> no, one's, no one's expecting you to come up with a cure, but try and understand this as much as you can. And even if you don't want to understand it from like a nutrition or a, or a biological standpoint, because some people are into that because they're studying for in, in, in these fields, at least understand what other people are going through and mm. how they live their lives. And again, on Instagram, you, you, you do often get like a very filtered view. But even still, I think within the community that we have on Instagram, it's so like enlightening. And if this is going to sound a little cheesy, but it's very enlightening, very inspiring, very, very, uh, very lots of positive affirmation on there. Mm-hmm. And people do talk, do talk very candidly about the, their struggles, their, the, the burnout, the, yeah. the, the, the tough days with mental health. So, so my fifth, I can't remember what my fourth one was. Uh, my fourth is that no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even the most popular uh, accounts on Instagram, even even the ones who have who have built themselves up into into wonderful figures of authority, and have done so by making it look as if they've completely conquered diabetes. Yeah, I can I can assure you they have. No one's cracked it yet. <laughs> no one's cracked. No one's cracked it yet. Even if they look, even if they're doing a damn good, even if their HbA one C is five point three, yeah, yeah, and then by like even even if they're doing that, like full. All, all power to them, full respect, but I can guarantee they've got some bad days too. Yeah. So don't, don't get sucked into the trap of believing that everyone else is handling this any better or worse than you are. And, and yeah, fifth tip is just be curious. Like follow people on Instagram, uh, look up your, your, local, your, your local authority on diabetes. A lot of places have one. Uh, talk to people, ask people. You know, just, just take an interest, take an active interest in your, in your health in your condition. Okay, so yeah, I think those are, I forgot what they all are, but those are my top five tips. It's okay. I'll, when I put a podcast out, I'll also write them down. <laughs> oh, excellent. And please send them back to me because yeah. I no <laughs> Just make sure you're doing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to set something up. You'll send them back and I'll be like, Oh, these sound good. Yeah. <laughs> Who said this? Where did you get these from? Uh, well, thank you so, so much. Thank you, um, really it's been my honest interview and yeah you've definitely definitely given some awesome advice and i'm sure you are inspiring plenty your instagram account is awesome so it's kinetic diabetic for anyone who is not already following jacob thank you guys um, shout out yeah thank you um and yeah you are welcome back anytime that would be awesome actually i think i'd really like that we'll come up with a we'll come up with an interesting topic maybe yeah. one around mental health but yeah i think it's been wonderful charlotte thank you so much for having me pleasure nice. to meet you actually kind of technically meet you yeah face to face at least hi yeah from all the way across the world although i'll be back in the uk in a few months actually so ah, i'll be a little cool. closer i'll be a little closer to home 
So then yeah, maybe you so your, uh, your insulin regime will change again because of a temperature and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll need like double the dose because out here in these humid, in these, in these humid climes, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the needs are less, but, yeah. um, at least, at least at home, I've got to say, I'll have the NHS again. So I'll get my medicine paid for, which is yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a bonus. always a privilege. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless it's been, unless it's been torn to shreds, but by the time I get back, but that's a political conversation I'll leave <laughs> for, for another time. Another, for another, another, time. another channel, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Not the diabetic and healthy podcast. Oh, well, again, thank you so much. Thank you. And my, my uh, hopefully speak to you again soon. Speak again, Charlotte. Have a great weekend. And you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Wow, what a nice guy. I really hope everyone enjoyed that. It really was a fantastic interview. I had fun with that one. And yeah, some really awesome advice from Jacob there. So if you don't already, please do go and give Kinetic Diabetic a follow on Instagram. Uh, talking of Instagram, another social media reminder, please do check out Diabetic and Healthy on Facebook, on Instagram. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please do leave a review and hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues. Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor.